0: film episode 42 this is mitchell main reporting live with my great friend co-host co-worker x-ray pete ray mr ray whatever he is to you x-ray how we doing
1: um doing good doing good summer is summer's in full swing it's it's very hot um I got to know how uh, Taylor Swift was. I think that's what we should. Just right get. out the gate. Hold on. Yeah.
0: yeah. I'm I'm just I'm very interested. I have like no like precursor agenda of like what to talk about before the show, so I was going to do Taylor Swift, but you're you're wanting to jump right into it. Do you need a little warm up? Do you want
1: yeah. to um... well, I just want to
0: know how you're doing. I see the scruff is coming back. Got your buzz cut. It's starting to come back in.
1: Yeah, I'm What's gonna be new? joining the military. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, your stash is a little
0: more defined than the scruff. You, you, you're pri- prioritizing
1: the stash right now. Yeah, you know, last summer we did the we did the summer of the stash. Oh, um, yes. Why would we do that? I can't remember why.
0: I think we just wanted an excuse. At least I just wanted an excuse to see what I would look like with a mustache and you know, I regretted it instantly.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, really since like, I think I did it as a joke, even maybe in high school, I did it as a joke. I had a mustache over the summer. Um, could you
0: actually grow like a respectable mustache in high school?
1: No, it was, it was funny looking. <laughs> um, I, I could probably count all the hairs if i took the time to if i really wanted to (laughs) um but i think it's now just becoming uh, my thing every summer to have a mustache i think i we talked about it i think we
0: the catalyst for us doing the summer stash last year was all the stashes in grand budapest hotel oh i know we did the the best mustache draft And, and that was the grand budapest episode And then we were like, "Let's just see, let's just do it." Yeah, and I I
1: immediately regretted it. Yeah, and I yeah I don't don't mind it. I think it's kind of a joke, Um, kind of half serious. I don't know. So yeah, it's I think it's gonna become a staple every summer, and I might just I might just um, push it into uh, we'll see. Push it into the year a little bit more. I don't know we talked about how you would have to do that, right? You would have
0: to start the year with first the mustache, Yeah. So people would know,
1: Hey, this, this is a mustache kind of guy. So we, it's not awkward. I had a guy I used to teach with that He did that. And I mean, full mustache, he shaved everything, but the mustache for the first day of school. And he just would say, um, you know, it's not weird if it's their first impression of you. Like if that's the first time they see you, that's who they think you are. So When you break it out a few months later, it's not it's not strange. Yeah. So is that is that your plan or is that what you're going to do come August 9th? Well, it's kind of tough because, you know, I'm moving up with my I I graduated freshman year with the freshman I just taught. That's very true. We're both going to be sophomores, so they already know me. Um, But they could look to you as a role model for.
0: You know, trying to reinvent themselves to make themselves better. If Mr. True. Ray can do it,
1: why can't I? And, you know, I feel like there always is this happened to us in school. Kids just always they come back from summer. Sometimes they're just different people. They've decided, you know what, I'm just going to change the whole style this this year. And I respect that. Yeah. Summer is like you you just get a free pass to yeah change who you are.
0: I had a kid last year who I saw this picture before school started. And when he came to school, he looked like just a totally different person, like a hundred pounds lighter, hair longer. I was just like, this guy, he, he, he grew up over the summer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. What, 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 what are you going to change about, uh, yourself over the summer to the new year I'm just uh, you
0: see me rocking this hat right now yeah (laughs) it's um I think it's officially called like a newsboy hat um like what you would see on Peaky Blinders (laughs) um do I think I'm gonna be wearing this every day no well I bust it out maybe I think we talked about like starting out wearing it on spirit days yeah kind of get a feel for it yeah i'm not coming in first day of school wearing this hat there's no chance
1: you Um, don't
0: you don't think that uh you don't think that you could pull it off first day of school well like you said like that's my first impression of them or that's what they're seeing of me first impression and i don't know if i can longevity wise wear this hat every day and withhold that you know what i mean what if you just wore it every single day of the year that's what I'm saying. I don't know. Like, or if I just get like five different versions of this hat, Yeah, you're always wearing one, but I don't, I mean, I look darn good in it. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Um, I don't know if I want to wear this hat every single day though. Yeah. Um, you want to know where I did wear this hat? Well, actually, before you get
1: into that, I have a question that just popped into my head. Yeah. Cause it, we, we are coming back to a, a new school year pretty soon. Um, how, how much do you think like students know about you when they walk into your room? Like students that you haven't had in your class before that, do you think that they've heard your name? They know who you are. Do you think they have no idea who you are? What, what are you thinking about that on the first day of school? I think
0: just based on where we live and kind of like the, the culture surrounding the town that we're in, I think kids have a, general view of the teachers that they might not have even had yeah um so I think some kids will already know who Mr. Main is a little bit um I'll tell you what though when I have a moment and like I say like oh Mr. Ray yeah I hate that guy um they're like you hate Mr. Ray too it's like I had him last year and I hated him yeah and I was like yeah I hated him so much I sat next to him every day in college and I spend all this time with him and I I just can't stand him. And they're like, Oh my gosh, I can't stand him either. And they're like, you know what? It would make sense that you would hang out with him because I can't stand you as well. So Yeah. So if I throw your name into a conversation, kids kind of get an idea
1: already. Oh, they, they know, oh great, I'm I'm in for more of this kind of teaching this year. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I got away from that guy. Yeah. And
0: he mm-hmm. followed me to the school now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's a good way to feel about starting a new year. Yeah. For <laughs> for our new listeners of TTF Nation, X-ray uh he's joining. He's he's graduating like he said. He's moving up to the high school next year and we are going to be working alongside one another. So That's where the context is if we're if we're lost here, but Yeah. Um, could you pull off this newsboy's hat?
1: Uh no. No, I could not. Um, but I, w- I will say you're doing a, f- a fine job. A fine job, like be honest, you, be honest. Give no, me no, honest. no. I, I'm being completely honest. We <laughs> talked off pod before, like last week, and I just said I'm gonna make fun of you for it. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think I might still make fun of you for it, but you do, you do pull it off for sure. You know, I'm getting, I'm honestly
0: getting 50 50, like reactions my wife hates it my wife (laughs) the wife is the most important one i think unfortunately (laughs) but her sisters you're right her sisters her mom likes it two of my brothers like it (laughs) one person my other brother hates it um so it's it's a mixed bag but i think when you wear a hat like this that's what you should expect
1: yeah yeah um Do you, do you feel like you're getting full honesty from all
0: these people? Kind of sounds like it. I tell them I'm like, (laughs) be honest. And so I also then internalize it as if I posted some pictures from the concert on Facebook and Instagram. Um, And I I just internalize it as if you didn't comment saying sick hat, dope hat, (laughs) then you don't like the hat. (laughs) (laughs)
1: it you know it is something that's that is like it's out there that yeah if you're if you're not commenting on it you uh yeah yeah I, I really like your thinking your reasoning
0: there and as of right now I have zero comments saying hat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know maybe people are just uh they're just afraid to put themselves out there to say that they like the hat because they're like oh everybody everybody hates this hat. Even though I like it, I can't, I can't comment on it saying that I enjoy it.
0: That's a, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah. My brother, the one of the ones who likes the hat, texted me like the next morning after the concert at like six o'clock. He's like, dude, that is a dope hat. <laughs> and he was like, I wish I could wear a hat like that. He's like, I'm impressed. And I was like, why don't you just do it? And he's like, oh, I don't have the confidence for it. The other one who says he hates it says, is he said, doesn't fit your stees. Um, okay. but I respect the attempt. And at the very least, I hope that's what people will do. Respect the attempt.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: All right. All right. I, I do respect the attempt, and I would say it goes beyond an attempt. I would say it's a success. Well, I made it my profile picture. Oh on my Facebook. Oh my goodness. So You're...
0: people people know <laughs> you are you are trying to uh become a new person. I'm diving head in head first into a two foot deep pool.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wish you, I wish you all the luck in the world, but I will say if you truly are becoming this person, um, you, you must wear the hat on a non-spirit day and, and you must not really care what uh, anyone says about it.
0: Yeah, you're right. Cause at this point, like I'm banking, I won't wear this hat more than three times
1: a year. (laughs) <laughs> yeah and i would yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'll take the under on that there's no way you wear it more than that
0: yeah i'll just wear it around the house and that counts. <laughs> but yeah as of right now do i have the confidence to walk into school wearing this hat probably not on if it's not on a spirit day yeah, that's okay that's it, might right. it might build it might build yeah We'll see. Anyways, I wore this hat out in public in front Thousands of, of 73,000 people. people at the Taylor Swift concert. And no,
1: how, how many people at the concert said something to you about the hat? Um, for the people I was with. So, like around <laughs> 72,000 people hate your hat.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I even saw one of my good buddies, Shout Out Butters. Um, In the elevator escalator He was going up And I was waiting in line for merch And he didn't say anything about the hat So he hates it Tough yeah
1: Yeah.
0: And we were even texting too We were corresponding with each other after (laughs)
1: He had ample time to say Oh that's a dope hat You were just waiting (laughs) Like oh we're talking about Taylor Swift What's your favorite song What what parts did you like the most Blah 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 And you're just like man He's not saying anything about the hat Real question yeah <laughs>
0: how does my hat look? <laughs> <laughs> it was an awesome concert though. Give me your give me your high, give me your low. Can I ask you a question first though before of I course. give you my take? Of course. On the outside looking in, you are a male individual who did not attend the Taylor Swift concert. Correct. What's like how do you like what's your perception of Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift concert okay and a male attending the concert you can attack all three or choose one
1: uh I'll take Taylor Swift once or first um I used to despise Taylor Swift um partly because like I was a country music fan for in my younger years and then she was like a country music singer and then she wasn't and I was like well that's lame she ditched country music and now I'm like way to go nice job That was the (laughs) smartest thing you could ever do. Um, So I I think I would say, especially this year, I felt like I had so many girls in my class that were Taylor Swift fans that um, in midnights came out during the year. So I I just, I'm a fan, I would say probably. Okay. Yeah. I I mean, I'm the lowest tier of fan, but uh, yeah, she's, she's a, she's a living legend. I would say she is, she is. Um. The concert, uh, when you told me you were going, I said, no shame in going. Like, that's awesome. Like, any concert that you go to that is, like, that many people and, like I said, a living legend, like, you, you'll you be able to say for the rest of your life that, well, we were in the same arena when we saw LeBron James. Uh, you'll be able to say that you saw LeBron James, and you'll probably follow that up by saying, and I saw Taylor Swift. Exactly. Uh, what was your third one? Um males attending the concert i would say that your enthusiasm was probably the lowest in the entire crowd (laughs) and i don't mean that in a bad way (laughs) dude dude i think that that would be hard to be
0: around dude okay (laughs) i'll i'll just tell you my experience a to z yes um and I'll, i'll just rant for a little bit oh i'm ready okay so This is why everybody's here anyways. They're going to read Taylor Swift in the description and they're just going to immediately hop on this pod. Um, We get to the concert. We circle Empower Field three times to find our parking lot. Mm -hmm. Um, Just absolutely chaotic, dude. Just chaos everywhere. Um, We find our parking spot. We go to the gate that we're going to get into the stadium gates open at 4 30 um we get to the gate around four are you familiar with the culture of a taylor swift concert where um swifties will trade friendship bracelets and whatnot i've seen a little bit of that on twitter yeah well i got 10 of them right here what <laughs> i didn't so my, my my uh sister-in-laws they made these bracelets for me you can hear him jingling.
1: So are those um, all yours
0: or those are other people's? So the, the premise is you make these bracelets and like they have like different sayings on them relating to Taylor Swift. Like this one says anti-hero and like, yeah, whatever. Just songs and things like that. And you're supposed to go up to people and say, oh, my gosh, would you want to trade bracelets? And they go, oh, my gosh, yes. And then like on one wrist, you're supposed to wear bracelets that you're willing to trade and part ways with and then on the other wrist you're supposed to put the ones that you are non-negotiable i'm not trading those so this is they just created like their own economic system yes it's like it's like pokemon card trading <laughs> um but um i i put five on my left wrist that i would be willing to part ways with and then four on my left wrist and then six on my right because i really liked it Wow. But as I was walking into the stadium, I was thinking, you know, there's no justifiable way that I, a 28-year-old male individual, can ask somebody of any demographic to trade <laughs> bracelets and it not be weird. Yeah. Because if I ask a, a girl of the same age, it comes off maybe like flirtatious. And, I, and I'm a married man. If I ask a young girl, I'm a creeper. Yep. Especially with that hat on. <laughs> You're right. Uh, <laughs> if I ask a boy, young boy, same thing, creeper. Yep. Especially um, with that hat on. <laughs> especially. With the, I'm grooming at that point. Um, and then, yeah, older moms and grandmas and dads. It's just, it's a lose scenario for me. Yeah. Um, and kind so I didn't ask anybody.
1: Question? Yeah, ask him a question. What was the oldest male that you saw there?
0: Um I would say late 50s, 60s. Okay. All and right. he was vibing. Um good. Yeah, yeah. Um but I, my hope was I didn't want to trade it to a an adult woman or a teenager. I wanted to trade it and this is going to sound creepy and I don't want it to sound creepy. Okay? I know what you're about to say, I think. And I I think it's not bad.
1: It makes sense.
0: I wanted like a cute little girl or cute little boy to come up to me and be like, would you want to trade bracelets? Like, I think that would have been the cutest thing ever, but it didn't happen. Eh, Maybe for the best. Yeah. (laughs) Someone could have easily been recording this and, you know, taking a clip of it and misconstrued it and put it on TikTok and I'm canceled forever. Um, But that's what I wanted. It didn't happen. That's okay um anyways there were people trading bracelets left and right um we get into the merch line the merch line is just astronomically long dude like we we enter on the floor level of the stadium one of the merch booths that we're waiting for is on floor level there's a line that snakes all the way up to at least the third level and this is right when it opened People are standing on stairs waiting for shirts. Like the way in power field, like you can like go up ramps. I see. Yeah. And so like people were on the ramps, just like three stories high waiting for merch. And you went, did you wait in that line? We were, yeah, we luckily were like some semi close. We waited like an hour for merch. I did get a hoodie. Um, I mean, you kind of have to. Yeah. Yeah. I got a cream hoodie with her face on the back, Taylor Swift-Era's tour on the front. Um, Can I just say, if you wear that to school, the clout instantly has risen. Bro, I, I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for the day. I'm going to be lounging around in it, but I'm waiting for the day that I bring it to the public, and I think it will be
1: a day where I'm going to work. You're going to get so many, so many comments. Yeah, good and bad. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd say mostly positive.
0: Yeah. See, okay, that's good perspective because I was thinking, like, man, I bet a lot of people think this is super lame of me to go to. I I don't think so.
1: It's okay. too swift,
0: man. Yeah. So, anyways, we get there. We get our merch. My wife and I, we pay over 200 bucks on merch. Yeah. Just Because you got to do it. Mm. Uh, we get to our seats, and that's when you texted me. You in Denver yet? And then I sent you those pictures. Yeah. Um, waiting for the the main attraction to come on. Two performing acts, opening acts. Don't need to talk about them. They're not T Swift. Um, but once she came out, dude, I <laughs> I feel I think I like I crossed I crossed into a new dimension. Compare it to? Uh, can you compare it to like a movie watching experience? Um, I know that's putting you on the spot. When you're watching everything everywhere all at once, you see the better versions of the characters. Mm. And like, just like the world they're living in. Yes. I was entering a better world. (laughs) Dude, she came out. First of all, like there's a countdown and like people are screaming once the countdown starts and it's like four minute countdown or whatever. Yeah. Once it gets to the minute left, place is just a- buzzing. absolutely buzzing, dude. Um, her her people come out. I'll talk set design here in a second. We're not going to talk too much about this, but um, yeah, we're only twenty minutes in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, people come out with like these like little cloud looking things. They're holding like these clouds, and then just from the center of the stage emerges what looks like an inch of a person and the place just goes absolutely nuts yeah and i don't know this is going to sound weird i maybe got watery eyes because i was just overwhelmed with emotion dude dude
1: i i completely understand that I I could. I have cried at uh, every Ohio State football game I've ever been to, like every single one. Because you're just, I think it's just being that many, that many people, and you're all connected to one thing. Yeah, like exactly. I completely understand what you're saying. Like I wasn't sobbing, but I definitely
0: had some semi waterworks happening. Um, She started playing "Cruel Summer." banger um once that song ended places just erupting and she's just she's just standing there smiling for like 45 seconds without saying a word and the place is just going (laughs) and there's this moment where she just like lifts up her finger and she points at one side like one little pocket of the audience and then they just start going crazy and then she points at the side next to them, and then they just start going crazy. And then she the does power. it throughout the whole thing. And then she's just like, she's it's obviously a show. She knows what she's doing. But then she like yeah. just stops and then she just puts her pointer finger out and she just traces the whole stadium. Oh my. And it's just a wave of screaming. <laughs> and that's when it really hit me. I was like, I'm I'm here. <laughs> it was it was dude it was crazy like so much power that this one person has in their index finger yeah and it like you said it was cool because taylor swift she makes great music but it's like seventy three thousand people were all there for one common cause and it was for just having a sweet time and there yeah there was no negativity there was no negative things going on like the 55 year old dude that I mentioned earlier, he was just vibing out in the row in front of me.
1: Yeah.
0: I was, I was vibing. I didn't care who was seeing what I was doing. Like just pure joy, adrenaline just for three and a half hours. Yeah, man, man.
1: Wow. Well, I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm i I'm happy for every Taylor Swift fan that got the experience. Um, yeah, there's nothing like putting a, just a, Big giant group of people together that are just pumped up for yeah you know, the common cause. Yeah, it's like the same thing with sports.
0: I yeah. mean yeah. I mean, obviously, like if I had to choose Denver Nuggets or Taylor Swift, I'm going with the Denver Nuggets and you saw me cry <laughs> when they won the championship. I um, did. In your living room. Yeah, in my living room. I guarantee, dude, if I was in that stadium, I would have been sobbing. Yeah. Absolutely. It was insane so much. We talk about like mise-en-scene and costume design and things like that. Just the works for this performance. Yeah. I know we have a lot of um, Taylor Swift fans at TTF Nation, so I won't say too much um, because they've probably seen it all on TikTok. But that one point she brings out a a cabin. um, She changes her wardrobe like eight times. Fireworks, fire. You have a bracelet. That like lights up with different songs, and like you can see the light on the stadium. Like, dude, that's unreal. Cool. It's Getting cool. out of that thing was incredibly stressful,
1: though. Oh yeah, it was yeah. terrible. And I was driving it, my
0: mother in law's minivan, which cool. was—I mean, it's—it's it's driving.
1: It's not bad, but just driving someone else's car that's not yours, you're extra cautious, especially. When I was in Tennessee with my family this summer, I was driving a Kia Sorento. Um, Shout out six, Blake Griffin. Six people packed into that thing. Like it, you just hit the gas and nothing really happens. Like sometimes, you, know, you just need to go. And uh, yeah, that doesn't doesn't happen. I'm guessing the minivan might have been the, the same way. Yeah, it took a few cars to let
0: me actually in the <laughs> the queue of exiting the arena parking lot. Um, yeah. It was nuts, man. People were flying into Denver without tickets, hoping that they could just buy oh, tickets. Goodness. That's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts, man. But yeah. I, I would Am I a certified Swifty? I don't know. I might be. My wife would disagree.
1: Could she you say you didn't
0: even know Picture to Burn? She that's Picture what. To could, Burn. could you name
1: like 30 songs?
0: I, I mean, I was singing, let's say,
1: Sixty-eight to seventy-three percent of the songs. <laughs> I think you you know how you know how passionate the Swifties are. I think that they they are disgusted by that number. They are like they it's are. like if you don't know every single word and every meaning behind every word and every boyfriend that every song is about, you're not a Swiftie. So
0: mm. that's
1: that. You sound like my wife. Oh <laughs> yeah. I know the Swifties. Yeah. I know them.
0: Cause she plays two surprise songs and one of the songs she played when I was there was picture to burn. And I guess it's like an OG Taylor Swift song. I will say, I know the word to every lyric of that song now. Yeah. Um, But she was like at the concert, you didn't even know the words to picture to burn. You are not a Swifty. You are poser. (laughs) (laughs) There's levels for sure. Yeah. But she's been on repeat ever since
1: dude. I can't stop listening. Um, yeah, I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast, but like I said, when when midnights came out this year, I was uh, coaching basketball and I was showing up to practice. We were practicing in the morning. So I'd wake up at like 4.45 a.m. Um, to get to the school, probably 5.45. And I was bumping midnights like the entire season. It just got me, got me hyped up in the morning. I don't I would listen to "Midnights" and then I would go coach some basketball. It was quite the combo. Give me your your big three off "Midnights." Um, I gotta rem- oh Karma. Oh my goodness, Karma's. Okay. So she ended good. with that song, "Fire, Fire." So good. Uh, antihero. I think probably overrated, but it's good. And then, um, yeah, yeah, Lavender Haze is amazing. That is a great song. Yeah. Um, there's my top three. Okay. Or I'd like Midnight Rain too, though. Yeah, that's a good one too. I think that might take the third spot over uh, Antihero. Okay. Yeah,
0: Yeah. Antihero got kind of played out with meme culture and all that. What are we doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> Half an hour into the pod. Haven't even talked about the movie. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'd love to see you transition from T-Swift to uh, the Shawshank Redemption. Totally. What would would Andy Dufresne's top uh, three songs be off of? Mm. uh, (laughs) Off of Midnight's? Off of any Taylor Swift album. I'll give you the full discography.
0: Okay. Um, Look What You Made Me Do. (laughs) Off the the top. Because I'm sure we'll get into why he did what he did um hmm
1: what about love Honestly story with that love story him and red they're in love yeah in a bromance way
0: true okay we'll put love story at two um let's each come up with two so we both got one here hmm i'm gonna say hmm this is a great podcast content yeah i think we're gonna have to just go with one Okay. <laughs> I got I got nothing coming <laughs> to my mind. Look what you made me do in love story. We're not Swifties. we right. that just proved it. There's um some great songs though, man. I think you know, I think I'm on the cusp of Swifty.
1: Yeah, maybe one day you'll you'll be there.
0: Uh TTF Nation, tune in later. Um with that said, we are gonna get into the movie now. Um <laughs> we we're we're doing our dad movie series. Um lot of Swifty dads at the movie. Um, I bet these Swifty dads would also like some Shawshank redemption. And to open up, I have a little poem um, in the form of a log line where it's not giving away too much, um, mainly because I wrote it in three minutes or less um, before we even started recording. So um, this is the Shawshank redemption, uh, a story of hope, loss, redemption in jail sentence extensions mm. from a bank to Shawshank Andy oh. Dufresne's is framed for murder rest in peace to his wife who was a cheater but did he really hurt her oh. from power unjustifiably confined to powder showers oh my corralled in a cell with gray scaled cowards Set to devour sponge bread, with his guilty friend Red. This is a slam poem. Oh, and by the way, what the heck is he even wearing on his head? <laughs> Salvation lies within, and the truth behind the bullet. As far as the trigger goes, will we ever find out
1: who pulled it? Oh my goodness! That that, uh, that Kendrick I Kendrick Lamar esque. Well, yeah. I mean, we were just talking about Taylor Swift and then you just dethroned her. Like you could read that in front of thousands of people and there'd be goosebumps. There'd be tears. There'd be, I don't even know. I am the brain that, um, ghost,
0: I'm a ghost writer for T-Swift. Karma is my creation. Well, that was beautiful. Um, you know, that lyric from Kendrick Lamar, um, Everybody's gonna respect the shooter, but the one in front of the gun lives forever. Yes. That kind of
1: inspired that
0: last little bar there. Um
1: well um uh if Kendrick ever finds out about that, I'm sure he'll be happy to hear that.
0: You think he'll try to um sue me for his likeness? You know, um I don't think Kendrick Lamar would ever wear that type of hat. Let's just say that. <laughs> he doesn't want any association with me whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, while we're on the topic of hats, um can we talk about the hats in this movie? We sure can. Specifically, okay, let's be real. They wear these newsboy types of hats in this movie.
1: But with about 10% of the structure of one.
0: Yeah, like it's it's a it's a newsboy's hat transitioning into a beanie. <laughs> like a yeah. Morgan Freeman's head, like it covers like Like, the side of his head, too. Like, it covers the top like a hat should. But then he's got, like, this thing going on where it's, like, covering his ear.
1: Yeah, it's almost hitting his shoulder.
0: Yeah. And then some other guys are rocking these newsboy hats. And they look like they're just, like, eight sizes too big for their heads. And the bill is just, like, protruding out to the next person in front of them.
1: Also, while we're talking about clothing, like, these prisoners, I noticed dude they would fit in in our current society today they would have swag like just unbelievable amounts of swag they're like full denimed up um that one scene they're working they've got like these red stripes down their pants they they like they they look kind of like they're uh movie stars just stepping out for some Starbucks it was um the blue
0: on that denim shirt that they were wearing really popped um, yeah, all the patches looked thrifted, yeah. which people really like these days. I'll tell you what, though. I couldn't stand when they're, like, in the commons area and they're wearing just the gray suit. It was very depressing. Well, I, you, I think maybe it's supposed to be. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> but, I mean, the blue, as you mentioned, just popped off. Yeah. Just popped off. Um, the hats, man. They just they did something weird to me. Um the it's it's a rather bleak background too with Shawshank um, but I want to get into that but let's we're in our dad movie series I chose Shawshank because I think it's a movie just dad's love um, maybe we can add some structure what do you think dads do love about the Shawshank Redemption
1: well yeah I, I came into this just to be totally honest ready to be like okay why is this movie overrated because mm. you know it's the number one ranked movie on IMDB I do know this yeah top rated number one movie I'm looking at it right now yeah like that I don't know that just always surprised me um and then as I got into it I think it made total sense um So I think that this is a very different dad movie than what we've seen so far. If we talk about Bloodsport and uh, The Magnificent Seven, I just feel like Shawshank, it has it all. It's got everything that you could look for. Like if you were to tell someone, hey, this is what a movie is, you should just show them Shawshank Redemption. Mm. That's a bold statement. I would. I would. Does that mean it's a perfect movie then? No, no, it has everything. I don't think it does everything like perfectly. Okay. Cause
0: going back to like the setting as I plug in my laptop, I think they could have done a little bit more with just the world that we're in. We see like really like only like three main setting pieces, like the courtyard, the rooms. I thought the, the upgrading of the library was cool. Um, The biggest thing I think that dads would like about this movie is that it's a slow burn, but it doesn't ever lose your attention. Couldn't agree more. And I think it's, I think I wrote it in my review. This might be, Tim Robbins might have delivered the best performance of all time, question mark? (laughs) Yeah. Um. Cause he feels like as a character, his, his demeanor, he's so unaffected for the whole, like 80% of the movie. Like these dudes are like, just beating him up. Um, he gets sent to prison and he's like, he's obviously not thrilled about it, but he's like, you know, just I'm wrongfully accused. It is what it is, whatever. Um, at the end, we realized that this was all of a, like an act in some way because he had this plan. He was very much so affected by the, the accusations of his, of being a murder, but he plays it so well. He's so even keeled. Um, He gains an alliance with Morgan Freeman. Um, The two do well together, but I think, I think Morgan Freeman is second fiddle to Tim Robbins in this movie. And I don't know if that's a bold take.
1: Yeah, I would, I would, um, I I like what you're saying. I think he does crush it. Uh, But for me, and maybe it's just that I like Morgan Freeman's character more, especially I love the narration. Like, I Mm. just, I'd love that. Here's a question is, you know, Morgan Freeman is always like talked about as his voice and his narration. Is this movie where it comes from? Like, is this this, is this where it started to where people were like, oh, my God, Morgan Freeman. It's got a beautiful voice. Was I think it's got to be right. Yeah, I, I have no idea. And I wonder if that was
0: like in the audition room. If they're like, man, we should
1: just have him narrate the whole thing. Yeah, because like, obviously, that's a meme. And I don't know. After like 10 minutes into it, I was like, wait a second. Like this meme holds very much a lot of truth. Like he's just doing an amazing job telling me the story. I want him to tell me the whole thing. I don't need any dialogue at all. He can just tell me everything. There's so many good quotes too. And I wish I would have written more down. Did you write down any good quotes? I was, when you said like, what makes it a dad movie? That was going to be one of my points for sure, is that it is super quotable. Um, I looked, I just looked some up. Um, He, he says, uh, Andy says, "I guess it comes down to a simple choice, really: get busy living or get busy dying." Like that just sounds like something a mm. dad would say. Yeah, high school football coach. Yep, I wrote that
0: one down. Um, oh, gosh, there's so
1: many. He talks about uh, the lines about hope are like those are those are deep. They're dad deep. The there's quotes too about like.
0: His complacency with being in jail, which I thought was really important, profound because Brooks, Brooks, yes, is an underrated character. He's uh, the old guy who we talk about. Like salvation lies within. That's the one quote that really stands out. Salvation lies within Brooks. He. Gets sentenced for, he's basically in prison his whole life. I think it said like 40 or 50 years. Yeah, 50 years. He then becomes a free man. Yeah. He becomes a free man. And by all appearance sakes, he would have been viewed as liberated, you know, happy, can do whatever he wants. But then he tells us, I thought that was a really cool break in the action when it's just his little side story when he can't pick up the groceries because his hands hurt, Um, he's slow at the grocery store. He was more liberated inside the prison cell than when he was in the real world. Um, And I think that really then reinforces salvation lies within obviously because he says something like maybe I'll just rob this store and maybe shoot the manager along the way so I can get, um, so I can go back home is what he says. And, he hangs himself and then it ends
1: there. Yeah, um, heartbreaking when he he mentions that he feeds the birds and he waits for Jake to show up, his bird that he raised mm. from being a little baby bird. Um, like holy holy cow, you mentioned being teary-eyed at Taylor Swift. I was <laughs> teary-eyed for Jake the crow. Um, but I think you mentioned Salvation Lies Within. I think the other maybe i would say maybe the biggest theme of this movie is friendship like that the place where they are like safest or feel the most safe is when they're with their friends and i think maybe that's another reason why this is a dad movie it's just a group of dudes hanging out in prison just talking to each other giving each other some crap um trying to get through their their lives like and I think that's what Brooks is missing on the outside too. He's totally alone. Mm-hmm. Um, he just misses he misses the boys. Yeah, he
0: misses every night with the boys staring at um Rita Hayworth. Yeah. Um, I did read something. Um, I feel like this is a movie we could talk about, and we could talk for eight hours and we're gonna miss stuff still. Yeah, um, so in my little five minutes of looking up stuff before we recorded this comes from a Stephen King story. It was adapted from, um, a Stephen King short story. I believe it's called Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank redemption. Um, but they changed the ending and it aligns with what you were just saying in the ending of the short story, um, red, the story just ends with red, going to meet with um, Andy, there's no, like, clear-cut ending. But in in the end of Shawshank, dads love that clarity. Dads love the full circle story, you know, um, where evil has been defeated and goodness prevails and all that. We get that clear-cut ending when they're approaching each other on the beach. So that really
1: does kind of tie back with what you just said. I would have really liked a uh, Dark Knight Rises ending where <laughs> instead of we, we get like the helicopter pulling away shot of them walking towards each other. I would have really liked Red to just like, I don't know, say something to Andy. Um, for Andy to just look back at him and like smile and then boom, black, done. Because you know what's happening there. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I I do love the ending, like that they meet back up again it's it's the last i don't know is it probably 10 or 15 minutes basically from when red gets out to the end is just perfect because we see that he's going through the same thing that brooks went through there's even that shot where he looks at um like buying the gun to break his parole to go back Mm -hmm. to prison um Mm -hmm. but then him going to buxton to the tree uh It's just, it is an absolutely perfect ending. And so how,
0: how meticulous Andy had to be when making this plan? He, he told Brooks or sorry, not Brooks. He told, I'm looking at a picture of Brooks. He told red, Hey, when, if you ever get out, go to this tree, look under this lava rock, there will be something there for you. Yeah. When he says that to him, there's nothing there at the time because Andy knows, Hey, I'm going to escape before him. I'm not yeah. going to tell him I'm going to escape because it's going to compromise his safety in the prison. If he doesn't say something, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, and so he then goes and then he plants this thing afterwards. That's got to take a, like we talk about like leaps of faith and you mentioned the word hope. There's a lot of hope in that plan there.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. And I think, um, I really like Andy as a character because of how smart he is. Uh, You see like that, I don't know, just all the stuff that he does within the prison where he, you mentioned how he kind of like lets prison, like he, I don't know, he's in prison. He lets that wash over him, that that's just his life. Um, But at the same time, you see all the things that he does to like try and make his life better while he's there, even though he's trying to break out the entire time. Um, so yeah, the the forethought that he shows, yeah. I just I like him as a character. I like every single character that you're supposed to like in this movie, and I hate all the other ones like perfectly. He's smart indeed, but
0: the authorities are kind of dumb, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're like, telling me have dude. they not have, have they not heard of TurboTax? <laughs> 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 hey, 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 convicted murderer um uh, can you do my taxes for me can you help me out with my taxes dude it's all about that money though they don't yeah. gotta spend money on it and then he's there laundering money for like decades and it's just like nobody's keen to what he's doing like there's there's gotta be some just utter arrogance and just ignorance on their behalf
1: Um, you, you mentioned how many years he's there. One thing I love about this is how much it jumps through time. Like within, I want to say maybe 10 minutes of Andy showing up at the prison. We're already there for two years. Like, and it's just in a line that's mentioned that for two years, this happened, this went on. Um, And then all of a sudden it's like 10 years, then it's like 20 years i just like that it jumped it wasn't afraid to jump through those giant periods of time
0: this movie has the potential to be that once upon a time in america style story where it's almost four hours long yeah for sure but we get it in under two and a half hours and it doesn't feel like it's two and a half hours
1: right that's
0: a that's a long time for a movie i mean that's like the average long movie nowadays i would say would be like two and a half um, but it doesn't feel that incredibly long. I, I think it's paced very, very well. When he gets locked up, like one month is like five minutes. Not no five seconds. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can tell by the facial hair that he grows and things like that. Like it moves quickly, but it also takes its time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, this also, you mentioned how like. It it doesn't feel like two and a half hours. And one of the reasons I feel like that is true is because there are so many scenes that I just find so interesting that are back to back to back to back. So for example, there's like the scene and it just shows how red gets all stuff into the prison. Like, and it's like, dude, it's like six or seven shots. Like that's all it takes to show everything that he does. Like it's perfect. Um, and then there's like the beer scene. Like I was just, you're hanging on every word that Andy says. You can tell Morgan Freeman does such a great job acting where you can just tell that Andy going to talk to the guard is just like the worst possible thing that you could do. Um, and then him like ready to throw him off the building. Then you get the, it's just perfectly summed up with them drinking the beer at the end. Um, and all the, I just feel like there's a ton of like little mini montages throughout where we're skipping through time, but it's showing the perfect amount of things. I love when he becomes the tax man for all of them. And it just showing like how that happens when the, the first guard comes down, and he's like, Hey, that's the guy. And then the guy's like, I want to set up a college fund basically. Mm-hmm. And then it's just that montage starts of him basically just doing all their taxes. And then the other prison guards taxes, like, there's just so many of those scenes back to back to back to back that are, I'm just, you're locked into one. There's no like slow moments, even though it kind of feels like a, a slow movie if that makes any sense. Yeah. There's yeah. He's sitting at the wooden desk
0: and there's like a line outside the door to get their taxes done with him. You would yeah. think they're buying Taylor Swift merch with all that <laughs> line. Um you each each scene is purposeful, but it seems like they're they're very quick right yeah and the the one that stands out to me, which is really the turning point of the whole movie is when I can't remember his name, the dude with the chops who gets shot, yeah, the you know, young kid tommy, I think's his name um he basically tells the story of the guy who actually killed Andy's wife, yeah. That guy deserves some clout. Um, his name's Elmo Block, I
1: think yeah. his name.
0: Um, dude, he, he looks like the epitome of just a twisted criminal, murderer, anarchist, whatever you want to call him. Like, there's the shot where he's sitting there laughing about how Andy got pinned for the murder, he's laughing with his yellow teeth like, Urban half of screen time, he crushes. 30 seconds of screen time and he has one of the obviously not in comparison to the main ones but one of the bigger storylines in the whole story and he
1: gets it off in 30 seconds yeah yeah and you're right just completely uh, you you hate this guy the minute he pops up on screen and then he talks and laughs and it's like oh my goodness i yeah this guy i want every bad thing to happen to him killed
0: it and then why i think i know why but then why do they the guards, obviously it's because of the warden, but the guards then shoot, I think his name's Tommy again. We'll call him chops. The guards shoot chops, um, outside. Is that just to eliminate any potential alibi for, um, Andy's freedom?
1: Yeah, I think it's just to keep Andy locked down, to keep him working for the warden, to keep him working for the prison, um, yeah to keep it's all about andy to keep him there yeah. and that's when the true the true
0: division comes between good versus evil i feel like yeah cuz i mean yeah again appearances they are the good people the wardens the guards but then at the end of the day it's like andy's a good person in theory um even red Red is a murderer, but he seems like one of the kindest individuals out there.
1: Yeah. How about that scene at the end when he just talks about talking to him his younger self? And he's like, I wish I could just talk to him and basically tell my younger self how how stupid I was. And um he says that he like lives with regret every day. I, I just think you said Tim Robbins crush it. I think Morgan Freeman crushed it. I think both of them did. And, and I think that's probably why it's such a strong movie, is because it's I, it's focused around their relationship, their friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, this is off track, but have you ever seen The Player? No, I need to really
0: badly. That's unlike so many movie lists, and I've never seen it. It's based off my life, um, but <laughs> <laughs> no, it's directed by Robert Altman, our our, our boy Alt, um, who directed The Long Goodbye. Yeah, which is surprisingly one of our higher downloaded episodes. When it's one of the more mundane stories we've reviewed. Yeah, um, kind of out there movies too. Yeah, but anyways, um, Tim Robbins plays the main character in The Player, and you should watch that tonight. I should. It's about a, like
1: a screenwriter, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, Very any, fitting for all the things going on right now. And yeah, any movie about movies is, I don't know, they're so good. I just yeah. saw it. Babylon popped up on my screen earlier and I was like, Oh God, I just love that movie.
0: Yeah. Great movie.
1: Crazy. Um, You think it's a, you
0: say it leans like the story leans more on friendship. And I, I agree. I think it also leans more on the concept of salvation Yeah, and this idea of not like two selves, but two aspects of the self, the physical and the mental or spiritual. What you sniffing over there?
1: This is a uh, this is a beeswax candle with a wolf carved into it. Oh, well, that's pretty s- freaking sweet. Yeah, I, I just I, I refused to burn it because it looks so cool. Yeah, you got that's just for show. Yeah, this is like uh, Andy's little uh, rock carvings.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sweet. What a talented guy, too. May I add?
1: Everything he does, he's great yeah. at.
0: It. Yeah. Um, But anyways, the salvation piece. Yeah, you're getting deep there. (laughs) Um, I feel like it's more of a story of redemption. And obviously the redemption is found in both Red and Andy. I will say, I think that the redemption with Red's character is more, how do I want to say it? it resonates more with me as a viewer than Andy's. Like, I feel like if we're talking about like salvation and being liberated at the end, I feel like red is more liberated in his mind, body, soul, whatever more so than Andy is because Andy drives away with a fast car and he's like, yeah, look at me, my cool shades, my cool haircut. Um, I was obviously wrongly convicted, but he still makes it out. But red truly has,
1: a stronger character growth. And I think that again, that's why I think that's what makes it so great is because as a viewer, when you're watching, you're like you said, you you're more on the red side. A lot of people are going to be on the Andy side where they're like, yes, he got one over on the bad guys. And um, like he is driving away in the fast car and he duped these guys like, haha, they're He got, he, he got one over on them. And then, yeah, you get the, I guess maybe more wholesome one of red who mm-hmm. put in his time and deserved to get out so much longer ago. And yeah, it's definitely free.
0: I want to clarify. I still think Tim Robbins performance is better, <laughs> <laughs> but I think the salvation piece really resonates with me. And I think it's because of red. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. You got anything else? Are you, are you, I'm curious to hear your score on this one. Um, why are you curious to hear my score? Because you said it's a a darn perfect movie, um, so I'm I'm thinking, I think ninety six point five would be a good over under, if we were betting men, um, and I would take the over. Well,
1: I guess let me say this: I don't think that when we're talking about like. Um, how do I want to put this? I think that this is not a movie that's exactly up my alley. Um, okay. Like, I will take movies over and over again that are just cinematography and the story's not so great.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, give me a, a movie that just looks great and the story is like ho-hum, and I'll I'll take that over this, which I think is a fantastic story. It doesn't... I don't think it looks that great. Like, there's, there's no... Sh- there's a few shots in here that I'm like, Oh man, that's awesome. So like a few that come to mind are the warden like looking down the hole. Like that's a one, a fantastic shot. There's many great shots. Or him crawling through the sludge of crap for five hundred yards. (laughs) Yeah. There's there's the one scene right before Andy breaks out where like the lighting is on half his face as he's just sitting in his bed. Like that's beautiful. There's not a ton of those though. So that kind of dropped my score. Um, So yeah, I, I think I, I totally see why this is IMDb's top rated movie. Um, I gave it a 90. Um, okay, wow. And yeah, I would say if the cinematography was beefed up a little bit more, um, I would, it'd be way, it'd be higher. Okay. Sidebar, do we need
0: Morgan Freeman to clarify that 500 yards is... five
1: I thought that too. I was like yeah yeah there's no need to say that this is america my friend yeah and dads are watching (laughs) yeah yeah. on the
0: game right after
1: (laughs) yeah
0: yeah well a 90 i'm surprised i'm i'm surprised i i do agree with a lot of your with what you're saying i think it's i will say that when we talk about like looking for cinematography elements and things like that i think you and i along with other People who will like movies a lot are in the minority.
1: That we look for those things. 99 percent of dads don't know what cinematography is.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Um. And so, the story is great. No denying that. It is a little bit cheesy. It does kind of have that cheesy ending that I like, but also it's cheesy. Um. It is kind of just. You mentioned like boys just wanting to hang out with their boys, which there are layers to the story, but it is it very much so is a dad story in that regard. Um, there are layers, the murder thing like that. Um, I gave it a ninety four though, nice um, because I do think it did have a little twist at the end. I did yeah. like the twist. There's there's moments where you feel like you know exactly what's happening, and then it just takes a total left turn. Um, which i appreciated yeah but it's a 94 critics are giving this a 91 while the audience is giving this a 98 yeah wow makes sense
1: um now that i think about it is there only is there only one woman in this whole movie the wife who barely gets like any time. Who
0: who gets called a sinner and is, is shown cheating on her husband. That's that's another reason why dads love this movie. They walk yeah, right, in the though. garage like, when their a, wife goes to sleep. This is a dude's movie. Yeah. Put the kids to bed, wife's asleep. They go in the garage and they watch this on their lawn chair.
1: I also I also wanted to point out I'm like really glad that this is rated R. Like just True. the 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 things that people say in this uh like i think every nah i think kids should watch this when they're like eighth grade just to get a little uh spice into their their cursing worlds the dads have the best analogies (laughs) like
0: at one point in this movie like a guard says something like if i even hear a mouse fart yeah yeah (laughs) who thinks of that like dads do that's who yeah, like just off the top of their head, too. Like I, I, I envy the day where
1: I can just come up with that just like that. Yeah. I, I think Red talks about Andy is like getting blown over if a strong wind blew in or something. He says something more original than that, I want to say. But yeah, there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of those which I think the dads can um, relate to. Yeah. And that just takes being a dad. which. Yeah. Neither we you do. or not I there.
0: are, yeah. Yeah, so those analogies will come one day, but today is not that day, yeah. Nah. It won't come next week either. And we're not going to review this again next week. We're reviewing a new film. Um, this is movie three of the dad movie series, final um, movie of the day. final movie. Yes, you chose Magnificent Seven, which you gave that a 92, right? Oh, did I? I believe
1: I did. So are you saying they're equal? I, I can actually, I'm so glad you just said that because I'm not going to answer your question. <laughs> um, I've, cause this has been in my brain since you picked this movie. If you liked the magnificent seven, and if you liked the Shawshank redemption, I have the perfect movie for you because it is the perfect combination of both those movies together. Is it Godland? Because I just saw your letterbox review. No, no, no. That could not be any more different than a dad movie. Thanks for the <laughs> shout out on that too. Uh, the movie is The Great Escape. Never so, heard of it. The Great Escape has from the Magnificent Seven. It has Britt. It has Steve McQueen. It has um, Yul Brynner. Mm. Or no, not Yul Brynner. I don't know the big the big guy. I can't remember his name in the Magnificent Seven. Shoot. Charles Bronson? Yes, Charles Bronson. Thank you. Um, so it has all three of those guys, and it's in like a prison camp. So it's this giant group of guys are together trying to escape prison. Like if you took the Magnificent Seven, you took the Shawshank Redemption and just punched them together, you would get the great escape. It's a great movie. Nice. It is three hours long, so we, we don't do that here anymore, um, but yeah, if you need a rec- recommendation, go check out The Great Escape.
0: Okay. And if you liked Shawshank Redemption, I would um, suggest dabbling in the movie Escape Escaping Alcatraz.
1: Yeah, Clint Eastwood.
0: Oh, yeah, OG Clint Eastwood. Really good movie. Um, black and white, but really, really good, based on a true story, too, um, where... They essentially escape Alcatraz, and I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, um, thanks for spoiling the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> great movie. Great movie. Um, I might need to rewatch that one myself. It's yeah, been I haven't seen that in a while. Um, but that'll have to wait, because next week we are watching. First of all, let me say, people on Twitter, step your game up. Um, give us more suggestions. People on TikTok were giving some suggestions. But um, we are taking... Genevieve's suggestion for Die Hard, Genevieve is a day one TTF listener, and we're going to watch Die Hard next week, which if we're talking dad movies, this is a late night dad movie, I would say. It's got to be at least top 10, I'd say probably top five
1: dad movie.
0: I I was going to say, I think we need to make a Mount Rushmore of dad movies next week. Yes. And this will be on one of our lists, I'm sure. Yes. And it's been a while since I've watched it, but I can confidently already say that.
1: Yeah, um, I've never but, seen it. Wow, it's a. I feel like it's a TBS special. Like I've seen, I've seen on TV every once in a while, now, But then you change the channel when the commercial comes up, so you don't finish watching it. So, yeah, never seen it. It kind of sucks that people just when
0: they talk about Die Hard now, it's just ultimately turned into a debate. Don't, don't even say it. <laughs> Is we're not Christmas no, even no,
1: we're not gonna talk about that. Should we right? just do that for an hour next? I week? can't stand that. <laughs> it's so dumb. Every Christmas, it's like people think that they're talking about that for the first time. No, you're not. You've the never even seen high. it, so you can't even give your input yet. But Maybe Because next that's all can't. I that's all I hear about it. Though. That's <laughs> all I hear about it. I don't care. I just wanna I wanna move on from that. Let's talk about other things at Christmas time. Okay. Not die hard no not allowed. lot <laughs> there was a delay there i just decided if i was gonna take a hard stance on that or not and i have
0: yeah you did um okay well i'll probably ask you again next week anyways <laughs> um you can check it out um die hard 1988 film um do believe it's on hulu right now but anyways x-ray you got anything else for the people that's all i got i'm excited for one more dad movie yeah and then um We'll have to determine what our next series will be. Yeah,
1: I have an idea.
0: Okay, yeah, tell me off pod. Yeah. Um, Okay. Installment number three of the dad movie series next week, Die Hard, streaming on Hulu. Before then, TTF Nation, stay up to date on things, do your homework, it's hot where I'm living, wear your sunscreen, go on some hikes, though, um, and squeeze out the last bit of enjoyment that you can for the summer and peace out
1: peace out